lead the charge with Milwaukee. Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Aces, I know I always talk about the Rixies, but I've got to offer you the discount again. In case you've forgotten or in case you're sleeping under a rock, we have a special discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast or watch the podcast. It's Aces. Head online to rickseyewear.com.au and use the discount code Aces and you'll get 20% off. That's right, 20% off, one-fifth at checkout and free express shipping. So head online, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. All right, do we have a big show for you today? Let's get stuck into it. Welcome back to Tommy Talks, everybody. Today, we have one of the clubhouse members and a very handy footballer. What do you call your footballer? Rugby league player, Jerome Hughes in the house. Uh, Hughesy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. I've only seen a few games live. Um, back to that question, though. Footballer, what do you just call yourself? Like, oh. If someone goes down the street and you're having a beer, what do you do with yourself, mate? What, what would you say? I always try to lie and say I do something else, <laughs> but... Um, League player? League, league, league player. player, yeah. Yeah. I'll go league player. Um actually there's another question. Why do you wear the helmet before I talk about the game? Because I've watched a couple and talk about how enjoyable it was watching all the boys. But yeah. the helmet, I actually love the helmet because I can easily spot you yeah. <laughs> um while you're making of some plays. But why do you wear the helmet? Oh, so I never used to wear it. I never used to wear it growing up. Um never used to wear it, you know, coming through the grades, playing NRL. Um and then I think it was back in 2019, I think it was. So I had a big head clash with one of um uh, one of our hard-headed players, Dale Finucane, Um, and I just split my head like real bad. Like, like, well, if I can get a photo or put a photo up, yeah, it's, right. it's pretty gruesome though. Um, so there was a hole in my head for a bit. Had wow. to get it stitched up. Um, the doc reckons, you know, we can stitch it up. You might have a big scar, or you can get plastic surgery. So I was like. You know, model career after footy. Yeah, I'm getting um, plastic surgery. So I got it. And then I didn't miss any games. So I, I just um, wore a headgear to sort of protect it. Um, and then it sort of stuck and uh, just haven't taken it off since. There you go. So it must have been a massive hit. It was a pretty big hit. And Dale's like, Dale's one of those hard nut guys, like one of those hard forwards, big forwards. Um, he actually got concussed. He didn't come back on. He got concussed come off the field and I stayed on but I had like this tape on and then just kept falling off and oh. was, we'll get the photo yeah, up the yeah photo I'm looking forward to saying we'll this. get the photo up it's, it's, it's pretty yuck but um, yeah ever since then I've, I've worn it and just haven't taken it off there you go I'm glad I asked yeah. uh, I, thought, I thought it would have been because of a big head knock but um, so it was just the one and then you kind of just had it on and a bit of a good luck charm as yeah. well you've been playing elite yeah yeah well so um yeah Steeden who's uh, looks after me they they're doing a great job and um and they came to me so shout out to Steeden and yeah I just haven't taken it off since and it's just works for me now it's part of part of me I guess yeah well that's that's what I was saying when I went and watched live um I think it was Pappy's return game and uh, yeah, you making plays, you just can't miss you. It's actually really good. But like back in the day, you'd wear shiny boots, but now it's yeah. like everyone's got them on. So, nah, it looks good, um, mate. Keen to uh, thanks for coming on as well. It's uh, it's great to have you on, and keen to learn a little bit more about your career and league. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a pro. I, I'm like a fan, so when I watch it, I do watch a fair bit, but I don't have any idea about the positions, and you know, even um. When I looked at all your awards the other night, I don't understand it all. You know, you might know the fullback position and a few others from yeah. growing up, but um, keen to like 
for you to educate a few of us out there that might not know as you're talking. So dumb it down. But let's talk about your career. Like where did like when you were growing up? Talk to us about that, your upbringing, um, and then how you entered the the NRL. Yeah, so I was um, brought up in a place called Wellington in New Zealand, obviously the capital of New Zealand, and um, brought up there. With, um, and I honestly played rugby union my whole way through. Like I didn't even – rugby league didn't really cross – like I've been playing rugby union since I was three years old. So I was a young buck, <laughs> like real young. So my dad chucked me in there early. Uh, but how, yeah, been, How old were the blokes you were playing with? Ah, uh, five maybe. Not yeah. that much older, yeah, yeah, yeah. but still like I would have been a little – So not like Auskick where you got to learn the skills. You guys are nah, just in there having yeah, a crack. Yeah, chucked in there That's like straight away. And I, I, I just loved it because they used to give us um, oranges at halftime. So <laughs> yeah. I reckon I just went for the food. It was seriously. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I played rugby union until – I think I played a – my auntie's actually – so in New Zealand, like, rugby union's massive. Like, it's pretty much – say it's AFL here in Melbourne. Like, there's no – like, we're at schools and that. It's all Auskick and stuff. There's no – there's not much rugby league at schools. It's starting to get better now. But in New Zealand, it's just all rugby union at schools and um, and all that. So there's not much rugby league going on. But when I got to about um, 12, 13, my auntie and her family were a massive – auntie and uncle and uh, my cousins. They were just the massive – league family and they're the ones that sort of got me into it like I was always a union guy my dad was union but um you know my auntie and uncle loved league and my cousin so they sort of just got me over to a, a little club and I was I was still playing out I was playing like two grades up and they were huge back then and I was like same thing I was still little and just getting smoked and everything so um but then yeah that's sort of where it where it started for me rugby league and um, I still didn't really think much of it because it was just a sort of thing to go play for my auntie and she used to coach there so um, at Harbour City there. So I used to go do that and ended up, my mum moved over, mum and dad split, mum moved over to the Gold Coast um, and then she sort of just had an idea like, oh, why don't you just come over and go to high school here and, you know, try something different to what I've been doing in Wellington. So to be honest, I was not keen to go. I had all my friends and um, I was like – you know, just turned a teenager, had all my friends going into high school, um, you know, loved being with my dad, obviously had a really good relationship with my dad, real close relationship. And um, he's sort of the one as well. Obviously, my mom wanted me to go over, but he was sort of like, you know, gave me the extra kick to go like, you know, go just probably better opportunities over there. You probably go to a really good school. So um, he gave me that last nudge over and so come over, moved to the Gold Coast, pretty good spot to be honest, um, and went to a school called um, Palm Beach Crumbin. Um, it's known for its rugby league and, um, you know, it's a lot of ex-NRL players that have that been through there. So, And they actually had a, um, uh, like a sport excellence where you can, they have heaps of different sports and it's sort of a class. So for me, it was like rugby league and it was one of my classes at like, you know, so it was the class of the rugby league, I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, like yeah. rather than doing something else, um, you know, social studies or something like that. So I was stoked, and that's when it really kicked off. Like, I, I come over here, I, I didn't really want to play league, to be honest. I was still in love with rugby union, and but there was just nothing over here. Um, there were, like, a few schools and a few local things, but it was all rugby league. So that's how it started, and, you know, that's probably where my full love for rugby league came when I went to school, and that was, you know, all that mattered there to the kids there. There you go. How old were you when you moved to Goldie? So I was um, – 13. 
13. So like yep. year seven so, or eight. Yeah, so just started high school. Oh, so year moved, seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. I so, moved yeah. into year eight. So it started at year eight. And then to be part of the sport excellence group, you had to go up a year because they only had it in year nine. So I just I went up a year so I could <laughs> fast track that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. can have rugby league as one of my classes. So. That's great. Yeah, I did the same. I went to a school where we did footy. As, yeah, it was year 11 though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but geez, it was a, not a bad one when you're just doing touch and gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that I did too much gym, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, doing gym in that for a class. Oh, it was ridiculous. So Look back and go, wow, I was, uh, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, um, sure. Before well, I didn't get much of a score on my ATAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do well at um, academics either. So. Oh, when sports going all right, you don't think about it as heavily, nah. but um, you definitely should. Yeah, 100%. there you go. So the Goldie and, and the big move from um, so that yeah, that's and. When you uh, when you moved to rugby, you know it was more rugby league focus. Yeah. What was the biggest difference? Like, I've got two questions. Well, I'll start with one. What's the biggest difference from league to union, especially as a youngster? Um, probably just the positional stuff. But like, if you really dumb it down into sort of the difference between rugby union and league is like league's got. I think everyone says this, but leagues you have a certain amount of tackles. And then you got to hand the ball over or kick it, kick it or whatever. But where rugby union, you can hold the ball for as long as you want. Like, there's no tackles or there's no certain amount of tackles you need to do or certain anything. So you can hold the ball for as long as you want. So, um, and in rugby, there's like malls and stuff. And it's probably hard to explain. But yeah, like no, no, where but, people uh, sort of like yeah. there and there, but where. Uh, rugby league is just more like tackle and then play the ball and then go again. So and there's malls like because uh, I've watched it. Gr- I actually watched more union growing, growing up as up, a kid, yeah. um, and now I don't really watch any union. I just watch league. Yeah, uh, but they just dive in, man, yeah, and they're just like I don't. Really, it's like you can see why they've all got cauliflower ears yeah, and that because it, I don't it's know pretty, how they don't have bad necks. Like it's the way crazy they fly in like that. It's so you're doing that as a youngster crazy. just against the big boys. Yeah, well, no, nah, I was staying away. I was. A, <laughs> I was like a fullback, so I was sort of away from that. But you get caught in there a few times, but uh, especially if you run, you're at the bottom of it. It's, yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy, so I'm pretty lucky I didn't stay in that. Sport, it's, and just on Union, like, if they got the ball for ages, like, do you get way more fatigued? Yeah, I'm, to be honest, like, now I wouldn't really know. Like, I'm – So far know, away. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like – it's so different now. Like, I remember when I went and done, a um, like, a training thing with um, the Crusaders who were in the Super 15 and – they're such a great team. And I went and done a little training thing there while I was in the NRL a couple of years ago. And the way they – it's just so different. It's so technical. Like, I, I thought going down there, I was like, oh, rugby union, I played it when I was young. And then I was so lost. Like, I was I was so lost. I was, yeah. they, and they were probably looking at me like, what's this guy doing? Like, he's got no <laughs> idea what he's doing. But, um, yeah, it was tough. It was so different. So I, I'm not too sure how it all worked. Like, I don't know who runs more Ks or – whatever it is, but it, it, it would be hard. Like, you look yeah. at them, the stuff they do, it, it would be pretty tough. One thing that I admire about you blokes is that, you know, it's it's a physical sport and there's different sized blokes, but you've all got to just tackle what comes at you and it's a, it, it's it's crazy. Like, you watch it and go, there's car crashes, some of these hits, you know, and um, you're not the tallest guy, but you're tough and, you, and you, you have to get in there when it's your turn. Who taught you how to tackle as a young fella, or was it kind of just get in there and, and yeah. learn on the fly? No, nah, well, my, my my old man used to try to teach me to tackle. He he always used to say like he sort of noticed I was small, but he just reckons just tackle the legs like that's the the easiest way to bring someone down. And um, you know, my coaches coming through the grades always said that as well. Ah, oh, sorry, when I was a younger, um, tackle the legs. It's the easiest way to get them down. But I think now the more uh, effective tackle in leagues sort of going up top so they can't really um, like 
offloader or anything, but that's probably the hardest tackle to do. Like you try to tackle these big back rollers and these big ruckies, um, try go up top and they just bump you. Like they're so good at bumpers now, they just throw you off. So it's probably the hard. Like I wish I could just go legs because that's probably the easiest tackle. But yeah. Um, yeah, it makes it pretty hard. So yeah, you you do a lot of there's a lot of defense in um in the rugby league at the moment and uh, right now and we do a lot of it at training. So try help us out a bit. To the eye, as I said, I've only watched a few, but you're very skillful. Like you've got, you know, what Munster's got when you got the ball, you got your buy time, you're creative, you set play up, right? So um, how much of, when you're a kid, how much of the, you know, when you go to training and that, how much of, you, of the work you're doing with the ball, kicking it, passing it versus tackling? Like what's the ratio? Now or when we Probably were growing up and also now. Yeah, I think, you know, when we were growing up a bit, it was more, um, you know, you you sort of learn to tackle, but it's not really a big thing back then. It's more about having fun and mm. obviously skills with the ball. But I feel like now it's it's massive in our game now. So you need to be, you know, a good defensive team to win comps. And I think the best defensive team does win the comp at the time. I think there's stats that show that. And um, Penrith have won the last three and they've been the best defensive team in the comp. So um, we, we do a lot of work at, at training, especially in the preseason um, in our defense. So um, I feel like now nowadays rugby league teams, um, defense is huge, huge in the game now. Obviously, there's a lot of other stuff as well, but I think defense is like you're, if you're a good defensive team, you're going to be a good team. I'd imagine you wouldn't enjoy tackling every day, would you? Nah, so we we do. Some- <laughs> I used to hate tackling, man. I can't imagine how you folks. I've driven past before, you know, when you drive down yeah. the, whatever the whatever the thing is past your uh, where you're training, and yeah. um, and I see you boys out there. Tra- and I go, oh, far out these. I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, <laughs> Just tackling. Bro, so preseason, we do we do so much like defense, and it's 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 tough. Like it's one of those sessions where you're like, shit, not this shit again. Like, yeah. Fuck, this gonna be, you know if you got um, defense in, um, in your um, training, you know it's going to be tough. So it's one of those ones. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. Back to, tough um, back to the, yeah, back to the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. You know, teach me about how you come through the ranks. You know, I, I said AFL background over here. Um, Want to learn more about your, about league, but there's a draft, you're normally 18 or 17, some of them, but they, they turn 18 and they get picked up and then, and then that national draft and, and on they go. Um, how was your journey into the into league? And um, yeah, when did you have that breakthrough moment where you thought, oh shit, I'm actually going pretty well. I'm, I've got to, you know, I'm going to get picked up here. Yeah, I don't know. It was a tough one actually. Like um, it happened pretty quick when I was just um, at high school, obviously when I just moved over and um, the first Probably big one was I sort of my manager now. He's my manager now, Taz. He's he come he come approached me when I was like I think it was fourteen or fifteen, and he come over to my house and obviously do what managers do, try to get you to sign and what and whatnot. That was probably my first big thing. Like holy shit! Like the yeah. manager actually came and wants to manage me. Like this is fucking crazy. Like what's going to happen now? It's all that telling you all my friends and family back home like that, that I got a manager or whatnot. So that was probably the big. First breakthrough, but um, you know, after that, just played school footy, and um, I think school footy is pretty big um, here in Australia. And um, if you make the school sides, and so I made Queensland 15s, um, you can make the Aussie 15s. I didn't um, didn't make that, um, and then I made the Aussie 18. Uh, sorry, Queensland 18s as well. Didn't make the um, Aussie team, but 
I think that's where you sort of start getting interest is at those school carnival sort of things. And um, I think the first one out of 15s, um, you know, there was a um, – I think it was, you know, Titans were there, uh, the Gold Coast Titans, a few NRL teams. So I actually f- played for the Roosters SG Ball under 18s, which was – which was a great experience for me. Like, you know, NRL team approached me. It wasn't the NRL team, obviously. It was the younger grades. But to be able to put, um, you know, NRL Roosters jersey on and um, play 18s, which was pretty cool. And I was still at school. So I used to – a few of the – there was a couple of other boys in, um, at my school that were doing the same thing. So we'd fly – we'd get school off Friday, fly down on the Friday and then train Friday night with the Roosters SG ball team, the under-18s. And then we'll um, play Saturday. That's great. I know. We've got like full got a day off school, which was pretty crazy. I don't know if the school allowed it, but we just done it anyway. <laughs> oh, so. you got to do it. It gets you to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably my big, um, you know, first little little breakthrough, I guess, into a, into the NRL. There you go. And then what happens after there? Like you, you start shining and the recruiters start to what? Like how does it work? How did you get to – was it the Cowboys where you started? Yeah, no, I started at Titans. Titans, so sorry. My, yeah, so – Titans were always sort of on the radar because they had a bit of a relationship with um, my school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Palm Beach Crumbin. So um, so I went to uh, – I was with Titans for a bit, like lower grades when I first got there and then went to the Roosters. And then I think it was in my last year of school, they were sort of like, um, you know, keen to resign you, you but you got to move to Sydney um, straight after school. And I was like, oh, I was not keen. Eh? I was such a homeboy again and I was like – I made some good mates again and – um, my mum was living there. I was living at mum's house and I was just like, I had a pretty good mum looked after me really well. Like I was like, nah, I'm not keen to leave. Like I was like, nah, stuff this. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go back to the Titans and ended up re-signing with the Titans. And then, um, once I finished school, actually started working with the Titans, going out to schools and stuff. And, um, you know, played in the under twenties comp, um, there. And then I was fortunate. I think it was two years out of school, um, uh, ended up making my, um, NRL debut when I was 18, so, um, yeah, that was pretty cool and, um, yeah, it was pretty lucky and, um, you know, was with the NRL, NRL team and going really well, training, you know, f- full-time, you know, on some, like, pretty good money for how old I was and, um, you know, once after that 13 year, it sort of went, um, sort of went downhill after that. I sort of, I got, I reckon I got a bit too complacent. I was, um, you know, made my de- debut at 18 and I was thinking, fuck, how good's this? Like, I'm... You know, I'm playing NRL, I'm only 18, I'm earning some pretty good coin and I just got too complacent, didn't think I had to work hard and started making, you know, excuses at training and um, all this stuff and sort of hit me pretty hard that, you know, it's, you know, more than you're going to have to work hard to, to get where you are and to stay in that at that level, you got to work hard and I wasn't willing to do that then. I sort of, it came too easy and I sort of just, yeah, sort of not, not gave up, but I was just sort of like, oh, yeah, sweet, I'll just go with it now. I'm playing NRL, I'll yeah. be sweet. And, you know, found out really quickly that that's not how it works and got sh- shafted and Titans got rid of me. And, um, you know, that was, you know, pretty tough, but it was deserved. That's I, I sort of got what I deserved there because, you know, I wasn't, you know, putting my best foot forward. How old, how old were you when you got shafted or got cut? So I was 18 um, in 2013, and then I had one more year, 2014, so I would have been about 20, 19. 
two, two, two years, two seasons? Yeah, yeah, two seasons. Um, and let's talk about the actions. I love like learnings for all the young ones yeah, out there. Yeah. What actions were you not doing? So you obviously got there on talent and yeah. probably you're working pretty hard, but yeah. once you got the fix, yeah. you took the foot off the you know the yeah. throttle and what were you not doing? Oh, it's just like I wasn't putting in any extras. Like I was, and I was probably drinking a lot too, like, Gold Coast, obviously, got a pretty good lifestyle and, um, you know, just turned 18, so I was, you know, probably getting on the piss a lot yeah. and just doing all that stuff and not doing the the little things that you need, not training hard. Like, I'd just go to training and cruise, just cruise through the, through the paces, you know. I, was, I wasn't, like, you know, being slack or anything. Well, I probably was, but I wasn't – I was just getting through. Like, I wasn't putting my best foot forward and, um, and then once I – the year after, I wasn't playing any NRL and then I probably, you know – was a bit of a you know sook and just just just, just bad nothing. attitude yeah kind of bad thing. attitude that's what it was and just had a shit attitude towards everything and then you know that's you know that like I look back at it now and I fully deserve to you know not get re-signed there and I was probably back then I was probably thinking fuck like why they're not resigning me but now yeah I'm poor me it, yeah, yeah poor yeah, me yeah, but yeah. now looking at it like fuck I definitely got what I deserve um okay so you got what you deserve you're nineteen twenty then what then what happened yeah so I had nothing like I was. I was thinking, you know, like, you know, I'll be all right. I'll get another club. Like, I'll go somewhere else. But, um, you know, got got no interest at all and, you know, rightly so. And so I was going to play um, Q Cup, which is the, I guess, the one under NRL uh, up in Queensland. And it was either to stay in um, the Gold Coast to play for Tweed Heads or go up to um, the Blackhawks, which was uh, in um, Townsville, which was the first, like, a new team, like, fully new team in the comp. Um, first year, uh, new coach and all these new players. So, you know, I was keen to just stay at Tweed because, like I said, I was just at home and, you know, had it, had it pretty good and, you know, the lifestyle of the Gold Coast is good. But, yeah. you know, my manager, a couple of my family members, my partner, they were sort of like, like maybe you should go up north and just try because you, you, you need to get out of your comfort zone because that might, you know, kickstart, you know, your career again. And I was, you know, I wasn't that keen, but... You know, they sort of talked me into it and ended up going up there and honestly probably probably changed my career and my life going up there. Like, I don't know what I'd be doing now if I stayed um, stayed on the Gold Coast. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, it was a massive decision to go up there, but it ended up working really well. Is that because the Goldie has so many distractions, like with your mates and, you know, you're growing up? You know, he's been going to school there and yeah. also like maybe, you know, I don't know, is it or was it just, you know, what what did you learn by going getting out of your comfort zone and going yeah, up to Townsville? I think I was just comfortable, like Yeah. And I guess the lifestyle helps that. Like it's it's nice weather and you got, you know, mates and there's heaps of heaps of shit to do. So um yeah, I reckon I just got too comfortable and then we're just cruising through, I guess, life as well, mm. you know. So that's why people retire up there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's it'd be hard to go up there. Well, I think there's a, it's a crazy stat. I don't know if I agree with it, but it does. There's not a lot of success for team sport yeah, in yeah. Gold Coast, and yeah. people do point the finger. They, you know, I don't know how long they've all been there for, but yeah. you, you know, they, they always point to these kind of factors. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the day that they do break through. And, yeah, because <laughs> you can use it to your advantage, but you can also use it yeah, to your disadvantage. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen a stat like that too. Actually, it was yeah, I think it was the NRL team and um, the AFL. I mean, yeah, sons. there's a few others as well. Um, so what was it up there that clicked, and how old were you? What What was the turning point? Was there a moment? Oh. Was it, oh, there's probably a couple moments, but I think just the the club and the players they had up there was, um, 
you know, really helped me, like the coach um, and the manager. So Christian Wolf was the coach up there. He's coaching um, Tonga and Redcliffe at the moment. He was up there, and Happy Thompson, he was the manager up there. And they, I reckon they they helped me out so much, eh? Like they they sort of, you know, they they got me up there. Obviously, I didn't want to be up there, but they got me up there. They made sure everything was good good with me, and like they didn't need to. Like I wasn't a superstar or anything, so it's not like they needed to, you know, really look after me because I was playing in RL or whatever and wanted to go there. So, and then I Wolfie just sort of. He's a bit of a hard nut coach and he sort of just told me how it was. Eh? Like he he was one of the ones where he was just like, like you you got something, you got talent, obviously. You just need to, you know, do something with it. And like you I, he was always telling me, like, you you can play in in NRL like right now if you wanted to, but you just you're not putting yourself out there enough. And I was and he sort of just gave it to me pretty tough. And I think there was one time where I was late to training. Um, one of the trainings went out on the piss the night before and um, was late to training and then it was like it was pretty rough for me I was you know to let let the team down and um, let, let the boys and the coach coaches down and he sort of got me in after it and just really gave it to me eh? and like I think that was one of the times where I was like fuck what am I doing like mm. you know I need I'm up here for a reason you know am I fair income do I actually want to fucking play in our or do I want to make a career of it and I think that was one of the turning points, and um, yeah, they they definitely helped turning my career around. So I give a lot of a lot of credit to those those two. There you go. Yeah, there's a sliding door moment where yeah. you kind of almost fuck up, and they give you one more chance. Yeah. So then let's progress down the track. Then so then yeah. when did you get back into the NRL, and the, you know when did you play your next game? Yeah. So I had we had a great team. Uh, the Blackhawks had a few um, ex NRL players and um, a few up and coming players and. Um, we actually had like with that first year we made the the GF first year in the comp made the GF. Um, fortunately lost, but um, after that, um, sort of midway through that year, I sort of the Cowboys come knocking. So Cowboys were the team that were up there, um, and they come knocking and offered me a one year deal, which was you know I was pretty stoked with, and um, obviously that's why I wanted to go up there to to try get back into an NRL system, and ended up doing that. And the year after, I was having another good year and. Um, with the Blackhawks and um, played my second game for the Cowboys, our uh, second NRL game, and it was like I think it was like three years between between NRL games. So my debut when I was eighteen, and then um, had another game. Uh, I think I was twenty one at the time. Um, so yeah, that was like a massive massive achievement for myself, and um, played for the Cowboys. All the Origin players were out, but so I got my start there, and you know didn't play too bad, scored a try, and. Um, scored a try. Scored a try. That's yeah, pretty that, big. That was my first NRL try too, and it was. It was talk stoked. me through that. I was going to ask you about that later on, but your yeah. first try. Talk me through the play. What do you remember? Yeah, oh, I just remember. I just got the ball um, out the back of a bit of shape, and I just sort of ran. Nothing was really going on. I just sort of ran, and I don't know. It just all happened so quickly. I don't remember doing anything, and like I just remember running. And I don't know how I got through. Like, it was a pretty arsey. Like, I don't know how I scored, but ended up scoring. I just remember just after it, I was just – and the boys were so stoked for me. Like, all the Cowboys lads up there, um, great bunch of blokes. And they I remember just watching it back, and you can just see everyone run from everywhere. And it's, like, the best feeling, too, like, when uh, when you see others, like, so happy for you. It was, it was, it was pretty crazy. And, um, yeah, we ended up losing that game, but it just felt good to be back into 
um, you know, NRL and where I wanted to be, I guess. Name some players you were playing with, just to remind the you know the people out there who you were playing with in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So like obviously the big dogs, um, Thurston and that were out, but you know we had Gavin Cooper there. Um, he was um, you know good played good player played for Queensland and that. Um, he was uh, in the leadership up there. He was a great fella. Had him. Um, Ray Thompson was up there. Um, old Ray Ray. Uh, who else was there? Jakey Granville. Um, Jakey's a great fella, but. Yeah, just all the boys up there, they were just, yeah, just so happy for me. And, like, obviously they sort of knew a little bit about my story, but just to be back in the NRL and scoring a try, it was just, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a great moment. Yeah, it sounds like a great moment. JT, you just mentioned he was out. Yeah. What was it like playing with him and being around him? Because for me, like, from the outside looking, I just yeah. love watching him on telly when he laughs, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd imagine he's a bit more serious when, yeah, he's yeah. Out, when you're playing with him, but yeah. he looks like a lovable guy yeah, and yeah. Uh, a guy that you'd love to hang out with. Like, what was it like at a 21-year-old, you know, yeah. learning, watching and being around JT? Yeah, he was crazy, actually. He was he was, he works so hard. Like he's one of those trainers that just, you know, you know, you know why he's good. Cause what do you mean by work hard? Like, like he just does everything. Like he's such a professional and then like everything he does out of the park, he does that training, but like more than anyone else, you know what I mean? So he's just, he's just one of those guys that worked on his game. You know, he, he was never comfortable. He just kept wanting to work on his game, kept getting better at everything. Like, he was a good goal kicker, but he'd be goal kicking all the time. Like he'd be working on his strengths, working on his weaknesses. And oh, to be honest, he didn't have many weaknesses. So, but um, but it, like it was the, that was probably the first time I ever like seen like such a, a superstar like that. And then he was just taking the piss out of everyone though. Like it was weird because it was like you, you'd think when I went there, I was like, fuck, Jono, he'll be so serious like yeah. look at he he's just the way he plays and all that and then but he was like one of the biggest jokesters in the locker room eh? it was it was like an eye-opening moment when he's like fuck this this guy's actually quite normal like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, you look at him like he's like me but yeah, yeah <laughs> put him on a pedestal and it, like which he should be but like he's just a funny as well yeah 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 so and it was it was actually fuck it was it was actually really good to see and it makes him more approachable like because you, you get a bit you know starstruck and a bit that. tense when yeah, you see yeah, him yeah. yeah and you're like you don't want to fuck up around him but then when you see him you know, taking the piss out of other people, fuck, it's pretty good. And then take the piss out of you as well. And then you feel like your mates as well. So it's yeah, good. Yeah, you relax a bit <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's and way no, more chilled. Nothing so. worse than someone a bit serious that's a gun. You're yeah, just kind of creeping around, yeah, yeah, nah, waiting for them to say that. good day. Nah. nah. Um, oh, that's great. So you get your first try. And the reason I'm going through this is because I, I know that it's a bit tough at the start. So, like, what, what happens next? Give us a bit of a snapshot. What year is this? Um, yeah, what happens yeah. next with your career? So 16, that was when I played again. So obviously three years after I uh, made my debut. And, um, you know, obviously it was off contract at the end of that year. And um, Cowboys sort of, they were keen, but I didn't think I could fit in the salary cap or something and there wasn't enough money or whatever. Like, so if I stayed there, I would have to be on, you know, Peanuts. minimum, which was, <laughs> I didn't mind because I was on the fucking bare minimum anyway. So, yeah. and I didn't, it's not like I was killing it. I played one, two, two NRL games in bloody, bloody ages. So, um, but then the storm come knocking and it was, it was pretty, pretty surreal. Um, you know, obviously I knew who was down here and I was like, you know, I'm not going to play. But if my manager just sort of spoke and said like, if like go down there, just be a sponge, learn as much as you can off all those players, um, the coaching staff, um, the, the great system and then we'll get you out of there and we'll try to find another spot for you. And I was like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like I remember, um, 
Adam O'Brien, who's the he he sort of rang me. He's the coach of the he was the assistant coach here, but he's a coach at the Newcastle Knights now. And I remember when Craig first rang me, I was driving, and his name popped up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like fuck, actual Craig Bellamy. So I like fully pulled over because I don't want to like I wanted to really focus in. Pulled over, just quickly parked up, and like I remember I took a couple of breaths, bro, and then I answered it. And he's like, hey, Craig Bellamy here, blah, blah, blah. I've done his whole spiel and I was just like, I remember after it, I was like telling him, bro, Craig Bellamy just rang me. I like took a snapshot of like his name on my phone, <laughs> sent it to all my mates and they were just loving it, eh? But yeah, so they come knocking and that was the plan, just go down there and be a sponge. So ended up signing, you know, I was happy at the Cowboys, but um, thought it was, you know, probably a good chance to learn learn some stuff and um, ended up coming to Melbourne and Pretty shit. Like I come, I passed the um, my medical. Well, I think I failed it low key, but he the doc didn't really tell me. So because I had a bad back, so I've had two back surgeries. I had one um, in 2013 when I was just after that, and then I had one when I first come here. So I came here, you know, first week of training, um, cucked it, and my back was fucked, and it went straight into surgery. Oh, you kidding? Yeah. After so they, signing. After signing. So first day, um, first week of preseason. Come down, move to whatever, train, couldn't train, and then had to get back surgery. So they would have been like, fuck this dud. We just signed a yeah. full dud. Like, <laughs> Not really. It's just unfortunate. What yeah. kind of ba- back surgery is pretty serious? What yeah. happened to your back? So I had bulging disc and it was pinching the nerve and I was getting all these sciatic, um, yeah. sciatica or whatever they call it. Painful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I was getting like zings down my leg, nerve nerve pain down my leg and um, down my, you know, the back, obviously, into the glute and then hemi and calf. So... It wasn't good, but once I had surgery, um, you know, really um, helped that sort of stuff out and um, I was able to come back that 2017 and ended up playing a couple of NRL games, which was, you know, not nowhere, did, had no clue or uh, like chance, thought I'd have any chance of playing any NRL that year, especially after like my back surgery, but, um, you know, got opportunity and played a few games, uh, really enjoyed it, and the boys won the comp that year. So it was, um, you know, it ended up being a pretty good year after a pretty shitty start. 100%. Who are some of the leaders at the club then when you come down and, you know, your manager said be a sponge? Yeah. Who was he talking about in particular? Well, obviously they had the big three there at the time. Um, you know, Coop, Cooper Cronk, uh, Billy Slater and Cameron Smith. So they were there like that's – any young guy wanting to learn, you, you know, you got them three guys. Was Inglis there away. as well? Nah, he nah, was gone. He's he already gone. gone. Yeah. But they also had, um, you know, that's who I thought, uh, thought of first when I, you know, when I thought about the Melbourne Storm. But then they had, you know, like Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, um, you know, Will Chambers, like those sort of guys here as well. And I, they they really helped me out a lot. Like, um, you know, I've got to give, like, obviously the big three, but then I've got to credit those other guys um, who really, really helped me. Um, you know, evolve as a player, but um, you know, as a as a person as well. So, and obviously, a, the coach. Yeah, yeah, the coach. yeah. The, the names you name, like they're, they're like royalty, yeah. aren't they? And to have all of them in the same team is yeah. quite crazy. When you think about state of origin, yeah. and all that, like yeah. it's almost like it's a it's a cra- I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you're saying it with like Pen- Penrith now. There's yeah. a couple, you know, there's a few superstars, but you've been lucky enough to play with a few as well, yeah. and still are. Yeah. What 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 are they? You know, what do they teach you? You know, because I've, you see them in the media now and yeah. um, some of them do, some of them are, you know, coaching state of origin teams. Like they've obviously got extreme leadership qualities yeah. and they're obviously guns. But what are, what are some things that you just picked up straight away when you walked into the Storm facility? Oh, just the way they carry themselves. Like when I first got there and 
you know, they just talk to you straight away. Like you'd think, well, no one's like that, but in your head you're thinking, fuck, these guys, like you said, royalty. You know, they, they're going to have no time for me. Like mm. just a young fella trying to get past, trying to get through, but they treat everyone the same. So like when they first come up to me and, you know, chatted about me, like they even knew a little bit about me, which was weird because I was like, fuck, they, well, how do they know what's going like? all that stuff and it was just you know just eye-opening to just see how you know good of people they were as well um obviously we know what they can do on the footy field but um just just being the just a good person and you know just giving everyone the time of day so i, I thought that was pretty massive and then you, you go through their routines and see what they do they're obviously all different um but you know you you, you just watch and just admire what they do and you try I guess implement it on your own your own way. Obviously, you're not going to do the same stuff they do, but um, if you can take little things out of out of those guys, it will really. What help. were some of the little things that you took yeah, or you well, saw? Coops was a he was like a real professional, like a real like hard nosed pro. Yeah, like a hard nosed pro. He was just doing everything to to a T. Like, like what? Like give me some. Like I just I don't know. Just like even the everything. way he warms up, yeah, everything. just stretching and. Just everything, like eating right and just legit everything. Like everything you you think of a professional, he, he would do. And um, then he'd go out there and do shitloads of reps of everything out on the field. So um, although, to be honest, they were pretty – they were all pretty the same, like doing that. But I think Coops was like the, the real top dog at it. And just the way they, they linked up, eh? like the way they, you know, would talk and, you know, if we were playing – someone this week, just the way they'd break it down. And they were just like coaches. They mm. were exactly like coaches and like real good coaches. I remember this one time, I, I think we played Manly, and they'd done these like, they come up with these trick plays. And like, oh, it was like my second game, second or third game um, for the Storm. And I remember I was a fullback, and they come up with these trick plays. And the first one, that it worked. And then they, I remember they'd done like another one because they think they would do the same thing. And then, then it worked again. And I was just like, what the fuck? How are they doing this? Like, they just fully pulled a, a pulled a team apart just by themselves, just coming up with these yeah. plays. And I was just like, fuck. It's, I don't know how they do it, but they were, they were legit geniuses. Yeah. Well, you, as you said, on-field on coaches, so yeah. it's rare. Yeah. And if you yeah. get them, they work. Yeah. Um, when you were – so you missed out on that – like, you missed out on that flag of playing, but you're obviously yeah. a big group and yeah. all that. Um, what's that like? Like, you did you have, as you said, you come into the club with low expectations, yeah. just wanted to be a sponge, but I'd imagine once you play a couple, you're trying to hold your spot or you're always yeah. thinking, nah, I'll have to do, buy my time for yeah. a bit. Like, what goes through your head in that situation? Nah, to be honest, I was, I was like happy to get one game, to be yep. honest. Like, when you looked at that 2017 team, like, I was I was playing fullback back then because I was a out-and-out fullback. Um, but they had Billy. Yeah. Um, obviously, Munn was still there. Like Munster was there. He he was he played fullback the year before, but then Slatsy come back, so he had to go to five eight. And you know all the positions that I could play, there were well the whole like fullback was you know was never going to cement a spot there. So the all the halves, spots were yeah, they all were, the spots were gone. All like, gone. So like, you need an injury to pretty much yeah, get in. Yeah, that was the only time. Maybe injury or um, Origin game, like if they yep. were out through Origin. So um, yeah, I played a couple of games when. When Origin come around, and then I think played maybe one or two more when Slatsy 
was a little bit injured and played fullback. So just got a round question because we used to talk about this in the locker room. But match payments? Would your contract be match payments, or you guys just base salary? Nah, I was based by then. Oh, I had okay. I had matches <laughs> before that. I think my Titans one and my yeah. um, my Cowboys one was yeah. Because I remember all the like the guys on matches like when they got a game, it was like oh matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because when you win the comp, you get you get cash as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So. And I think they done even it. Even if you didn't play. Yeah, even if you didn't. Well, I think they done it if you did play. Um, they usually do that. But I think the leadership boys said, nah, fuck it. We'll give it to everyone that played a game. Uh, that's a storm play, culture. Yeah, played a game that year. Or if you played a certain amount, you get a percentage of what it is. So if you play 20 games, you get a yeah, more percentage. A large bit of the yeah, pie. Yeah, so I, fuck, I was stoked. I played like three or four games and then it come in when I was on holiday and I was like, fuck. How much shit. did you get? Can we share? I think it was like, might have been like 4K. Yeah, like, but still. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like 4K, that was probably more than my monthly salary at the time and <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck it, hey, let's, let's go. go. And then, <laughs> I mean, and, and I was on holiday too and I was just like, let's I was. Spend it tonight. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon I blew it straight away. But um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to to see that but yeah with that yeah so you're saying you know being in the, the the wider squad like so we made the Q Cup Grand Final that year as well Sun- that's the level Sunshine Coast Falcons yeah yep. so we played the week before them so we played lost like on the Hooter but I broke my foot oh. broke my foot um, in that game my Liz Frank so I had to we flew back to Melbourne I got surgery and then I couldn't go to the GF because I couldn't fly so, like, I didn't get to do any celebrations oh, or no. anything. So, I remember watching, I was at a pub watching it with my family and, um, you know, it was obviously fucking awesome that they won, um, you know, cheering and that on the WhatsApp, fucking congratulating them. Yeah. And obviously, they had a good night. And then they come back um, and then we we ended up having, like, a mad Monday and a bit of a thing for it. So, it was, I still got to celebrate with them, but it just, you know, it was, I wish I went to the game, but just because I had surgery, I couldn't fly. It's a cruel world sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Like, this is stuff that I love about doing a podcast and sitting down, like, you you get to flesh out what happened and yeah. people don't realize how hard it can be. Like, you know, you're a great fellow and a very po- you got a positive outlook on life, but, yeah. you know, in those moments, like, you can be as happy as you, you know, for everyone else, but you're deep yeah. down, you're also shattered <laughs> for all different reasons. Like, yeah. you know, maybe you wanted to play or maybe you wanted just to celebrate and be there to give them a hug afterwards because yeah. you are a big group and you can't because you're foot and then yeah. you got to deal with the rehab of your foot yeah. for next season. That's probably the big one though. I wanted to be in the shed and like just chair. Like I've seen videos of the boys singing the team song and, and that. Just spraying just beers. Just loving it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the boys just getting around it. So that was probably the biggest thing. But You, you yeah. do see all the celebrations even – you know, as we record this podcast sort of week after the AFL and the NRL grand final. And you just, I mean, like, because it, it takes a mountain of, you know, there's so many people involved, as you know. Yeah. So seeing so many people happy and going crazy, it just looks like a beautiful, I reckon two weeks. I reckon yeah. everyone would start to slow down a little bit, but that, like, it's just nonstop. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It, it'd be a good feeling. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You'd be on a high for a long time. Like, oh, I, I yeah. guess those boys are probably still on a high there. Um, the, the Collingwood boys and the um, Penrith boys. Oh, the Penrith boys especially. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know, it's, it's, I guess one's just as good. Yeah. Um, three would be pretty fucking special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about 2017, and, and yeah. as we record this, obviously it's 2023. Mm. How would you sum up the next six years? You know, like uh, I don't mean six years is a long time, yeah, yeah. but like Fuck. you're going very well um, now. Well, just talk me through the patch without, you know, I don't want to sit here and go, "This is this is your life." Yeah, yeah. But um, fair bits change, and as you know, a lot of players we just mentioned aren't at the club anymore. Like yep. 
Talk about being a sponge. What did you learn um, and what have you applied to your day-to-day life now? Yeah, so the next six years were pretty, I guess, pretty good. Like um, ended up submitting the spot. Um, you know, a few of those guys have sort of all retired or, or moved on um, that I spoke about. And um, it's sort of a bit of a new, um, I guess, a new time or new era for myself and, and the Storm. And, um, you know, with those guys being such good leaders for a long time and now stepping a new bunch of leaders and obviously I'm one of them and just trying to find the way to lead um, our boys into to what's next and um, obviously probably my, this is probably my first year being a proper proper leader. I, I don't think I handled it very, handled it very well and um, obviously I just, I think I just took it as, you know, I need to worry about what everyone else is doing um, because I'm a leader. I, you know, I need to make sure everyone else is doing their job but you know, I sort of, you know, didn't really work. That wasn't the way that I should have taken that leadership role and it sort of didn't work for me the beginning of the year. I was, wasn't playing very good footy and, um, you know, getting frustrated at, at, at that and sort of looked at it mid-year and I thought, fuck, I need to change my way and ended up just worrying about myself a bit more, like obviously helping out the, the boys where I needed to um, off the field. But, you know, I just focused on myself and ended up playing good footy, uh, better footy. Um, and then sort of led just more by my actions and, um, you know, you, it's hard to be a leader when you're not playing good footy. So I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, I learned a lot this year and, uh, especially with the leadership role and hopefully I can, you know, take it into, uh, take, you know, all my lessons into next year and hopefully start off much it, better. It's funny that, isn't it? You see players get voted into leadership groups and become captain and all that. And then sometimes they do change mm. and then you need one of your teammates to go, Hey brother, we voted you for who you were. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to change anything. And yeah. obviously there's more responsibility. I'd imagine yeah. there's more meetings, you know, you got to deal with more shit, but, yeah. but yeah, ultimately on field performance is probably the most important. And if you're worrying about everyone else, sometimes yeah. they can take the energy out of you. Yeah. 100%, um, it's well 100%. said, but let's not skip over the six years to like 2023 leader, of the club, how did you get to that position? You know, the, 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 what was your big breakout season? Um, I think probably, yeah, I'm not too sure. I I think the the next couple of years was it was pretty good for me. Like I played really consistent footy, and I think that's why um, you know coach likes me because he's you know I was playing consistent. And he he likes those consistent players, and um, you know. 2019 was my first full year of first grade, um, you know, cementing a spot and actually played fullback first, um, you know, went really well there. And then a little a little bloody mullet guy called Pappenhausen um, <laughs> come on the scene and burst on the scene and fully took my spot. So, um, yeah, he, he, he took over and um, – but the coach, you know, enjoyed what I was doing so much. He, you know, he, he needed to find a space for me and uh, ended up playing half. And so back into 2019 was – you know, I was halfback, and uh, we didn't. We made the prelims, but lost. And um, that off season was pretty tough. It was sort of like a, you know, like why why did you put Hughes there or whatever? Like all this media stuff, and and then there was this media thing that came out. It was like, um, oh, Storm looking to move Cameron Smith to halfback, and sort of that stuff. And I was, I, I don't really care too much about it to be honest. But Craig gave me a call in that off season and said, "Mate, you'll you'll be our halfback next year. Don't worry about everything." So. That, that sort of gave the confidence um, to myself, but just to show the club was, you know, put their confidence in me. And that, that preseason, I just went hard at changing my game. Well, not changing my game, but learning a bit more halfback play. And um, they 
the boys, uh, Craig said, like, you know, don't change your game too much. We still want you to be who you are, but you might have more responsibility. So I said, sweet, just went at it. Um, that whole that whole uh, preseason, and then obviously 2020 was my first full year halfback, and we ended up winning the comp. So um, obviously after all the COVID stuff and all that stuff happened, but yeah, it was it was pretty surreal to have a you know a first. You know, first year of playing a new position for myself, and then we ended up, you know, winning the comp, which was pretty cool. And um, you know, the year before that, I made my Kiwis debut as well. So, yeah, that that you know that period was awesome. And then the years after that, 21, 22, 21 was probably my best best year I played like individually. Had um, you know, I was playing some great footy. One uh, play of the year for Storm, and um, obviously we didn't go all the way that year. And got beat by a great Penrith team and they ended up winning it that year. But, um, yeah, that was sort of a big one for me, big year for me. And, um, yeah, but just, yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind those next couple of years, to be honest. And um, probably the next two years after that, probably just learning how to be a leader and, um, you know, hopefully I can, you know, put our, put our team and uh, myself hopefully closer to winning a premiership soon. Yeah, well said, mate. And uh, you've just summed up those years beautifully. Um, I'm just following the journey. It's it's great to hear, as you said, the the struggle early, the young. You, you see like a Roger Ferret, like, you know, there's all these great stories of great players, but dummy spits and carry on, attitude yeah. issues early, like you said you had, not, not issues, but just whatever, tough grinding and then Cowboys and then down to Melbourne and, um, and now here you are as a leader, 2023. Um, and you've got obviously the 2020 year and and all the success that comes with it. It's it's, it's a good to reflect, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's good to reflect. Now I just I smiled and got my phone out because I did ask Pappy. I said, "Brother, I got some questions." I should have asked him earlier. I've just <laughs> you know it's just one of those one. I do a fair bit of prayer. I thought I should just ask a few of the boys. They got any dirt anyway? Yeah. You know, you're too too much of a nice guy. So <laughs> I go give me one question, and he, you just summed it up. He goes, "Ask Husey about making the change into halves. Pretty tough." thing to do and then went on to win a premiership a year later. So mm. so Pappy, did he steal your spot? Yeah, and spot. and that's what his question was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering his question. He stole yeah. my spot. So Pappy come in, took your spot, but you did yeah. move. Now talk to me. What are the biggest what's the biggest factors in those roles? Like what did you have to adapt? What's the you know, how do yeah. you adapt? Teach teach blokes like myself who have no idea about the actual roles yeah. um inside the you know the the team. Yeah. What are the biggest differences? Oh, I think I'm more of a like a laid back kind of guy. Like I'm just cruisy, um, you know, just go with the flow sort of stuff. And I reckon, you know, as a fullback, you can sort of do that. Like you, you don't really you're, you're behind the play and defense. Obviously, you got to organize the team, but um, the defense. But in attack, you can pretty much just roam and you know do whatever you want. So that was that's what sort of helped me. But then when I moved to halfback, halfback's more like a you know the quarterback. Like you need a you need to be the one organizing. You're pretty much you know, the first receiver all the time or, you know, at least second receiver. So you always got your ball, uh, hands on the ball. You got to be organizing your your middles, your outside men, and then you got to kick a lot. So that was probably the biggest change that I needed to, um, you know, get through to myself was, you know, you got to be a, you got to be a leader on the field. Obviously, you don't need to be the leader, you know, off the field and all that sort of stuff, but you're, you know, you're the guy. So, um, which was really tough. Like, you know, I had forwards like Jesse in that where, um, you know, I had to tell them what to do and they like, they wanted me to tell them what to do. But in my mind, I was thinking, fuck, you know, fuck, he's a legend of the game. Like, why the fuck would he listen to me? You know what I mean? So that, that was the toughest thing, just getting, you know, asserting a bit more dominance because that's what it took to be a, 
you know, a, a good halfback and that's what you need to do. And, um, you know, it took me a while to do that. Um, but, you know, when the boys said, you know, and Craig said, like, that's what we need you to do, uh, you know, I had to do it. So uh, it did take me a while and, um, you know, fortunately I ended up, you know, being able to being able to do that. So you're naturally, like, quite laid back and yeah, chill. Yeah. So, like, obviously getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and, and demanding more of your teammates is what they want in yeah. that role. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And, um, you know, I sort of lacked a bit of confidence too. Like, not confidence, but, um, you know, when I was playing first grade, it was, you know, just confident to be able to do those calls. And I remember Craig, he, I think it was that year, He's just hammering to me about like, mate, just be confident, like back mm. yourself. Like mm. you, you got to back yourself. Like he's and, backing you in and yeah, he's yeah, like, come yeah. on, back me yeah, in. Back, yeah, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm backing you, then, you know, you need to back yourself. And um, and then the leadership boys sort of come to me and told me the exact same thing. So once I heard that, I was like, fuck it, I, I need to do it. And like, that's when you had your best season, like your best season? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. The, when I started to do that, that's when I started crazy, to have my yeah. best season. So, yeah, it was it was crazy. So back to the fullback, let's go to Pappy's role. So yeah, you're saying they yeah. get to just roam, like it's a pretty free spirit role. Like yeah. you got, as long as you're playing your role. Yeah, yeah. Because you do watch it. Like mm. um, I only watched the granny the other day. Reese Walsh, yeah. does he play fullback? Yeah, yeah he's So fullback. he's always, I mean, no one's more exciting than watching him yeah, at the yeah. moment. But um. Yeah. Yeah, you can see they've they've got to get back to position, yeah, but they've also yeah. they can just roam around and be real yeah. creative. Yeah, and yeah, that's what it like. Oh, I think that's like different fullbacks do different stuff, obviously. But um, you know, for those good fullbacks that do it, like you know, perhaps where he can just when he just roams, like if you see like fullbacks like that just roaming, you're like, fuck, we're in trouble here because you know they they're just looking for someone to pick out or looking for opportunities. They're looking for a gap. Right? Yeah, they're looking yeah. for a gap, and then. You know, when they sort of do that stuff, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm know, just sitting there now. Are they, look, are they looking for fatigue players? They're going, oh, that guy looks gassed. I'm going to take him on soon. Yeah, they're just looking for anything, like any, any, you know, like cues or anything. It's pretty to, cool, isn't to, it? To, yeah. You know, to <laughs> do what they do. So, um, you know, obviously there's different systems and, and different NRL teams, but, you know, we like our fullback to be, you know, roaming around and. Yeah, break this down, right? So, oh, this is why I love the little things in the detail of the game plan, but. Have you got set plays where you go, oh, like you and the fullback where you're like, brother, if I see something, I'm going to really demand you to just, I reckon I'll look this little opportunity here yeah, and you've got yeah. that chemistry on the field or yeah. like, are there any set plays like that? Or is it kind of just working the ball around, waiting for an out? Like, talk to me about this stuff because yeah. I find it interesting. Sometimes there's a huge gap. Sometimes it's real contested and yeah. you're like, just sling it to the like, the wing and yeah. get the big boy, the, you know, the speech is the ball. But yeah. obviously you can't just do that every time, can yeah. you? Nah, there's a lot of different things. Like obviously you got to, with the teams these days, they're so good at defense and structurally, and um, you know you got to try, you know, put a bit of fatigue into them. So the more you can do that, and the quick play of the balls, that all helps. But you know, we usually just, you know, there's certain shapes that you put on, but you know, there's most of them are with you know different options. So if you see someone, I don't know, coming from the outside, and then you can either like hit short because they'll come out of the line and you just go into their their space so there's a lot of technical stuff with it but yeah most most of the time you know these days it's just fatigue like get fatigue into teams and then you know take take the opportunities with your so with fatigue your fatigue keep pounding yeah. it and obviously yeah. you only get five goes or whatever yeah fatigue and then bang you might see just a bit of space four on yeah. four and then yeah. hopefully the boys can just manipulate yeah, and yeah. go yeah yeah so yeah pretty much that's what it is you see maybe they might put a uh, less number down one side, you, you take that straight away. And that's something that you would recognize? Yeah, that's something that I would recognize. So you're, yeah, and that's, that's why I like getting into the role. It's like yeah. there's big boys there, but they're just, yeah, I'd imagine yeah. they're just crash and bash and tackle and whatnot, yeah. depending on what side of the ball they're on. But then you're literally got so much going on in your head. Yeah. 
um, being the playmaker, like I said, you can yeah. kick it, you can pass it. You got yeah. to know exactly how many you know goes that you got left. It's um, yeah, it sounds like a tough role. Yeah, well, it is, it is. But then, like, well, they pay know, the big bucks. Now. And then, like, your forwards do a great job for you, helping you out as well, yeah. and your outside men. So, like, I'd just stand behind the our forwards and let them go forward yeah. for a bit. And then, if once they get a quick play of the ball or something, then I'm. I'm off. I'll take yeah. take all their hard work and yeah, then yeah, try yeah. and make something of it. All gassed. Yeah, do you yeah. love throwing the ball to the big boys and then hearing them go, wow? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you go, do you go, cool. wow? Especially like, when, like, you know, if they're going forward, you're just like, fuck, how good is this? Like, it gives you a bit of a pump up. That's yeah. same as if, you know, one of our players makes a big hit. Like, fuck, you you get up and you're like, fuck, yeah. no. If, like, what about, so um, I just think about, like, you know, because you guys go hard and I think in footy, you've got to be careful with the head and all that and obviously even just hip and shouldering. But, I do sometimes watch like smaller blokes like yourself, real creative. You, the, you know, everyone kind of doesn't really run at you because they're not sure what you're going to do. But yeah. also sometimes you've got to delay the pass so late so that they hit you and then you can get a gap. But yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like if you go too late and they smoke yeah, you. Like are you yeah. thinking about that stuff sometimes? Or? Oh, nah. It's sort of part of your job. Like to draw you, them you in want to yeah, commit them. You want to yeah. commit them. and But um, you know you can get absolutely yeah, smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know it, it's, it's a high chance. But if you're doing – I guess if you're doing it for the team, it's yeah. you know you're willing to do it. So um, yeah, and the half the halfbacks are sort of looked after these days a little bit. They if you're a little bit late on them, or if they've um, turned their back a bit and you hit them in the back, they you usually um, get penalised. So I, th- I think the big boys sort of noticing that. So what's the difference between you and money? So like I watch. Like you guys are very like you know as I said I haven't got any idea so all mm. the NRL fans out there don't don't come at me I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm playing dumb here but but five eight yeah what's the difference between your role and his role Nah it's pretty similar mate to be honest I, I, I thought that I think at the time I like now nowadays it's pretty similar pretty I think back in the day it used to be a little bit different but um, now it's five eight and half is pretty much the same just, pretty much the same so you both kind different of different sides of the field um, obviously we can change or whatever but that's Probably the only difference at the moment. Um, you know, different teams, you know, probably play the roles differently. Like one might be on the ball um, and then the other one will be at the back. But, you know, we we play a pretty similar role, just on two different sides of the ball. Why is it called 5-8? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea, to be honest. I actually don't. Yeah. Don't have an idea. As five I was eight. doing a little bit of research, I just went 5-8. I don't want to muck that terminology nah. up. But nah. I was just like 5-8. I don't understand why it's called 5-8. No. Nah. Five, no, I actually don't know. I don't want to say anything dumb either. No, nah, don't move on because you're the leader, mate. You're the leader. Yeah, yeah. You should know that shit, shouldn't you? Yeah, I probably should, but <laughs> well, it's obviously just a, I just say number six. Like, I mean, I just look at number six and I, yeah, he's half. He's yeah, he's one of the halves. So, like, that's, that's yeah. A, um, what's the most exciting passage you play? Like, is it in your position? As we, I want to, we're going to move on and talk about your coach in a second, but. Mm. When you are in your role, like what is the one play that you just love and you have done, you know, obviously it might be the knockout blow. Like, you know, obviously in footy, you'd probably think it's a, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of something that would be exciting, but obviously yeah. off turnover, maybe going the whole field and the boys scoring quickly. I don't know. What's what's a set play that you guys do practice, but you don't really get to execute? Yeah, um, not too sure. Like a field goal would be pretty cool. Like, fuck, I haven't kicked one Um in NRL yet, so that's I'm hoping that comes one day. Although I'm like fourth string field goal kicker, so yeah, um, you know we have got Mun and Paps and um, you know a few of the other boys to do that. So <laughs> if you I'm kick it and string. miss it, would they give you a bit on the lip? Oh Jürgen? well, probably because like whenever they miss, I fucking give them stick. <laughs> <laughs> I only do it because I know I don't need to take one. So, yeah. uh, but that'd be pretty cool. But I, I like when you know we score off our defense, sort of like a 
you know, pick six type, type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, intercepts. Uh, yeah, like if that, we're – They're the best, man. Yeah, we're in our line and, um, you know, one of our wingers or whatever – um, pluck it out of the air and you just see them go the length and you know they're gone and you're just cheering. And- I must say, watching the wingers, they're like, you know, we both love N- uh, NFL. Yeah. Um, the wingers are elite athletes, aren't they? They are quick, they're strong, they're quite tall as tall, well. Yeah, most of them are um, tall. And when they do get space, you know, there's like, there's one player to beat, but they can yeah, sometimes yeah. beat them they're on just, their own yeah, or they've yeah. got someone like Pappy flying past for a little cheapie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good good sight scene, um, especially our wingers when they get going. They're some tall blokes and when they're just flying and plucking out of the air, it'll be, yeah, I'll be, oh, we hate playing against our wingers because they're so tall and, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of over-the-top passes these days where, you know, setting up tries, but it'll be hard to go over our two. They're just so tall. Last question on just general NRL footy chat. Um, <clears throat> if you were to coach a team, what's the f- like? What's the most important role player, you know, you're talking about halves and fullback and wingers, you know, forwards. Yeah. What's the one player you're going for, like, I'll have him first? Like, you know, t- talk about anyone in their prime. Oh. Who would you recruit first? Because obviously there's a leadership oh. element, but there's also yeah. skill. And, uh, you know, I, I do watch and, you know, like Josh Adokar, like I love watching yeah, him play. Yeah, but yeah. you wonder, is you know, since he's left Storm, for example, I don't see as much of him, you know, scoring as much. So you wonder yeah. how important a other players to get them the ball. So who's the yep. first player you'd pick? A player? Yeah, in their prime and position. Oh. Knowing how important that role oh, is. I'd have to go. Does he have to be playing at the moment? No, 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 no. Just, oh, just in their all prime. Time. Yeah, oh, all time. I, Smithy, it have to be Cameron Smith, I reckon, because, you know, he's – the way he was able to control games, like – on his own was crazy. And he was always the first one um, with the ball. So, like, he, so he, in attack, he'd be the first one to touch the ball. So if he thinks something on the right's not going well, then he's not going to give it there. Or, like, if the defense is good, like, he'd just know all that little stuff. Um, he can kick you to death. Like, he can, he's such a good kicker. Like, he can change the game off his boot. Uh, his leadership, you know, qualities that he has, obviously. And he, Played over four hundred games, so he's, he's going to be there for a while. So I think it'd be hard to go past him. Like, what was his role? Like, was he hard? He was a hooker. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. he was the one passing um, all the time. So he'd he'd be able to control um, your team and then be able to control your games. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Like when when I was playing with him, he just I don't know. He just make you so calm. Eh? Just the way, like even when it was like shit was hitting the fan and all that. He, I remember he'd just like look at you and just like. Be like, yeah, we'll be all right. And That's just so like, elite. You're just like, holy fuck, all right, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. mate, the Storm's got the bet. Like, we're that lucky. Yeah, so yeah. lucky, bro. Like, being in Melbourne as well, not a massive NRL state, nah. getting bigger. Yeah. But being so successful for so long. So crazy what they've been able to do. Like, so many legends as well. The club, yeah. The, you know, Craig and, you know, Reeves, who is the guy that started the Storm, like, way back then and the, even the players way like we love learning about our history at the Storm and you know although we had those real big obviously Smithy and Craig and that but they all credit it to the guys before us so um, yeah it's pretty special what they've done there you go Smithy number yeah, one would have to yeah um, let's go to your coach what is it about Craig that's puts him up the top you know mm. why is he so special do you think oh I just think like it's it's hard to Hard to explain, I guess. Like it's it's a tough, you know. You get that question all the time, but I just think how how hard working he is. Like, 
the amount of you know video and stuff he watches, like you know he 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 expects you to work hard, but he, it's because he works hard himself. And you know, like I remember, you know, he doesn't do it that much, or he doesn't do it at all anymore. But he used to train with the boys, and um, you know, when they used to run around the tan track, um, do their big running sessions, he used to do it. And he, there was only one guy that could beat him in the team, which was I think it was one of the fullbacks back then. So. It's just crazy how hard working he is, like, and the amount of hours he spends on video just to help us out. And um, obviously, he's a mastermind as well. But I think it's the hard work that makes him, you know, makes him such a such a great coach. And he's just one of those guys you want to, you know, play for. And because you like, because you see how hard he works, you don't want to let him down. You like, yeah. It's probably one of the worst things, you know, letting letting him down because. You know of how much effort and you know yeah. all that stuff he puts in. So, is it um, true that he gets to the gets in the gym before you boys even rock up? Yeah, yeah, always. Like even when I'm, so if we if we're rocking in, he's he's in the gym early, and he's like, <laughs> it's funny because he's working his ass off, and he's like <laughs> panting, like full panting, <laughs> like 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 he's like nearly moaning. That's how <laughs> fucking hard he works. He's in the but, deep end. He's yeah, going he's, hard. he's like he's fucked. Like it's funny because you like you want to say hello to him, but he's just in the hurt locker, and you're just like, what's he doing? The, is he on like the cardio machine? Yeah, cardio machines. He's on and the soft like, like sit ups and shit. Oh yeah, my just, god, what an animal! Sweat, and he's just like, is he cut? Yeah, for for old fella he is, you know. What a machine. Like he's, he's he's fucking funny, man. But and then on top of all that, like he's just such a good fella. Like he's such yeah. a good guy to be around. Like it's hard to you know, it's easy to, you know, be coached by a guy you, you'd like to be around. Like like even, you know, just anywhere you can just Yeah, you're chill more out relaxed, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's just so chilled, like Obviously, it don't look like yeah, he's chilled, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when he needs to be serious, he's fucking serious. But then when he's like, it's funny because he's like, he'd spray us in a thing after a loss or whatever, and then we walk out to lunch, and then he's just taking the piss, like yeah, like you, you know, you would think he'd be fucking serious the whole Dirty time, all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's so good like that, and he's probably come a long way since he's had you know grandkids and that. But he's <laughs> just he's just so you know he's easy to be around. Takes the piss out of Munster heaps and yeah, you know, even Munster have a great they relationship. Got a funny don't they? But yeah. they some of the shit they say to each other is pretty bad too. Like <laughs> it's like real personal, but they just got that relationship where you can. Yeah, like sometimes Mun say something and I'm just like, fuck, is, is he allowed to say that? And then <laughs> Craig like say something smart back, so you're just like, oh, yo, he's sweet. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Let's talk about playing with. Um, let's talk about the clubhouse boys. You know, yeah. Pappy and Mun. Like, what do you love about those two boys? In like, let's start with um with Mun. Like, what yeah. is it? That he brings to the club, um, yep. you know. I obviously get to watch you boys. Yeah, yeah. I find you three hilarious together, and I just think the locker room must be so enjoyable with everyone else that's obviously there. But yep. let's talk about Mun. What What are the qualities that you love about him at the club and on the field? Yeah, he's just a larrikin. You know him. Like he's he's such good good um, you know good quality, especially in the sheds. Like he's 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 so funny, and he's always taking the piss. Like he's it's hard. Like I don't know. You know, you wouldn't know if he's down or, like, whatever. He's just always happy. And I feel like you need blokes like that at the club just to keep the spirits high. Like, sometimes it's a bit dull. And, you know, after a loss or anything and we just get sprayed, he's always the first one. Like, even in front of Craig, he's just like, fuck, like, don't worry about it, boys. It's all right. Like, let's go fucking have fun in that. So he's he's good to have. And, yeah, he's a larrikin in the sheds. Always got his fucking willy out. and, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> He's always got his willy out throwing it around. Yeah. Fuck, so he's, he's just one of those guys that, that you'd love you love to have. And, you know, we, we, we all get on, you know, a lot. And, um, you know, his partner, Bianca and mine, 
Um, my wife Mole's they're they're really good friends as well. So um, you know, we love we love catching up and all that. And I feel like, you know, even like Paps, Paps is probably I feel like we've got a good like the clubhouse has a really good um mix of people. Like we're all fucking pretty different, eh? Like yeah. You know, Paps is probably down one end, Mun's there, and like oh, I like to say, I'm in the middle. Like Paps is pretty, pretty quiet, but you, you love know. the father figure a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. oh yeah, you can lean sort of, sort of, okay, either way, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Paps is, you know, he's he's sort of he's not serious, but like he he, he knows when to have a joke too, and he throws in his little fucking. He likes to have a dig at you, but he does it yeah. real quietly, sort of stuff. Yeah, where yeah, mine yeah. will say it like over over everyone else's <laughs> yeah, voice. And, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, they got you know both got great qualities. Um, off the field and, you know, obviously both ge- really genuine people and, um, you know, really loyal to do anything for you. So um, that's off the field. But, yeah, obviously both of them on the field, you know, it's crazy to see what they can do. Like, you know, Mun, Mun's one of those guys where you just – he don't know what he's going to do, you know. The defence don't know what he's going to do, so you know he's going to do something good, you know what I mean? So he's one of those guys where you just you just feel comfortable playing with because he, he knows when to pull it out and – um, you know, especially in big games, he just he loves taking on the big game challenges, and you see that in Origin, see that in a finals games. So, um, you know, he's one of those guys, and then perhaps he's just just a freak. Like he's he's like you know the fullback where we're talking about. You know, they can just roam be it, but he's legit everywhere. Like he's mm. so fit, so fast. Like it's funny. Like I think it was the twenty twenty one year, maybe or twenty twenty. Like any time we made a line break. He was there, like he's and he'd score. Like it was, it was. It's a pretty good um, attribute to have. Like if we could make just a little dent or get through the line, we're going to score because Paps is always there. So he's one of those guys just with that freaky speed and the way he's come a uh, come along. I reckon over since he made his debut, like he he's worked on his you know passing game and um, you know his kicking game and all that stuff, and he's come such a long way um, in those areas. Like he's not just fast nor fit anymore he's got all, all, all the um, attributes you need to be a good fullback so um, obviously it's been you know pretty disappointing for him having these injuries but you know no doubt um, he'll be back very soon mm, yeah 100% he's so professional and well yeah. said mate you've um, you've absolutely nailed that uh, I could sit here all day and talk to you about <laughs> but we better we better get to the questions you know we love to put up uh, some questions to the aces and yep. um, I haven't checked these yet I like to leave them and keep them fresh I'll scroll through but we thank everyone that reaches out and asks questions. It does make doesn't make my job easier. It just allows me to steer the conversation mm. and ask questions that maybe I'm not thinking about and ones that you really like. So, um, yeah. So here we go, uh, Husey, Jordan, Ricky, or Reese Walsh from Zoe. <laughs> oh shit. Um. As in what? Just I don't know, man. That's that all like it says. Player? I'd imagine. I mean, well, she just, has asked best looking NRL player as the second yeah, question. Nah, I'd she, imagine be, Reese, he would be up there. He's a good looking rooster. Or? I don't know. Maybe just as players. Who would you pick if uh, you're picking a team? Oh, You want to sit on the fence. You don't, you're too scared. Yeah, nah. Too nice of a guy. Yeah, I, if it's just between them two, like just overall generally I'll go Geordie Ricky because we spent a bit of time in uh, <laughs> Maldives together and, and Kiwi so he's he's a great fellow actually he's a, he's a real genuine bloke yep. so only because I spent more time with him but yep. yeah Ricky's Love a it. great fellow as well uh, random one here from Cody Willie before I get to a serious one favourite Smith chips flavour 
Oh, I'm not a Smith Chips man. Are you a kettle chips man? Yeah, I'm a kettle. Same. I'm a kettle man. I love kettle. I love kettle yeah. Salt and vinegar? Yeah. Salt oh. and vinegar is the go. But if I had to go Smith's, I'd just go salt and vinegar. I like yeah. my salt and vinegar. Not sure about plain chips. Just nah. on that. Like plain chips, you know when you go what to about like sea salt. Is that plain? Oh, it's got a little bit more on it. But yeah. you know when you go to like a barbecue or someone's having yeah, it and yeah, they got yeah. chips out and yeah. you go, you, you put your hand in and it's plain, you go, that is so fucking disappointing. Yeah. Like Put some flavor, they, even chicken at least. Like at least there's something there where you yeah, can have a couple and move on. But yeah. planes, like, oh. I reckon they do that just so they can cover the bases. But really, it's like because they're scared that people won't. Yeah, yeah, they might not like barbecue or whatever. But like, no one really likes plain. Surely, oh, I'd love to put it out there, but like plain chips, surely are. Nah. It, it's a it's a huge red flag yeah, versus not. all the other options. Yeah, yeah, surely. But there there could be people. And obviously, there's different like, flavored chips, but plain. Yeah, no good. How does uh, this one's from D Watson Hayes? How does Storm challenge Panthers and Broncos in 2024? What areas do you need to improve in? Oh, that's a good one. Very good question. Yeah, I just think we need to play better for longer. Like, obviously, we showed glimpses of, um, you know, a bit of promise and being able to keep up with both of those teams. Like, you know, Penrith, um, you know, we, it was it was close, and even Broncos up to halftime, it was it was pretty close. So. And then they just sort of ran away with it um, both times. So I think we just need to be able to produce um, our best footy for the whole 80 minute. If we can do that, um, I think we can, you know, definitely challenge those teams. Well said. Uh, Indy Haberfield has said, who is the funniest on the team? Ah, the funniest. But we got some pretty good larrikins in our team, actually. The fact you're we're, thinking about it after giving Munster such yeah. a rap, I think, geez, the locker room must be fun. Nah, it is pretty funny. Hmm. Maybe you can name a couple. Yeah, well, Munster's good. Welchie's actually undercover funny. Very like, funny, Welchie. He, he's fucking... He's, he's just, dry as Yeah, he? but he's just like... He just thinks he's real smart, then he, <laughs> but he actually comes up with some actually funny <laughs> shit. So uh, I'll probably go those two and... Ah, fuck, we got some... We got some larrikins. Um, yeah, but I'll probably get those two. And then we oh, I got a Trudo Powell. He's he's a young fella. He's um he's pretty funny. I don't know why. He just comes up with some funny. He's a country boy from Gundawindi, so that's great. He's pretty funny. They add funny character. <laughs> Cooper Guest has asked, "What's your best memory or moment outside of football?" Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably getting married. Um, it'd be hard to end if I didn't say that. Oh, You'd wife. be in trouble, mate. Wife. We'd have to edit that out if wife. you didn't say that. Bro, wife, be <laughs> but nah, seriously, just getting married, like to be able to have all your best mates, um, all your family um, and your partners and then getting married, obviously, um, such a big, you know, occasion. And mm. it's it was just like I remember at the after party or not the after just the um, reception, just looking around and seeing everyone and obviously had a few – margaritas and me but it was just like <laughs> so good they eh? like just yeah. being like fuck how good is this it is special right special yeah. for everyone the weddings yeah. we love them yeah uh what else we got here i'm gonna read out oh what was it like to be melbourne's replacement for billy from Braden mcgowan mm. well it was good until the bro <laughs> until i got replaced by perhaps which is pretty funny it's it's like it's something like fuck it's pretty funny, like that could have ended my career, I guess. Like, yeah, well, it's like, actually funny. We're laughing about it, but yeah, yeah, because you're so resilient. But lucky I was, yeah, lucky I sort of stayed there and able to. But it was good. It was like I remember my first game I played, like to officially take over Bill, and 
Um, it was round one, had a really good game, and Bill actually gave me uh, my jumper that that year. So, um, yeah, it was special, very special, and just to be playing in that team was special. He's a superstar. You must. Was there any nerves or pressure you put on yourself? Or you're like, no, this is just his time to move on and my time to shine? Yeah, a little bit. Like, <laughs> But in saying that, like, because he was such a superstar, it was like – Obviously, I'm not going to fill his shoes. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm no chance of being like what he's done, what he's done, and all that. And you know, the, the boys and coaching staff said, you know, you don't need to be Billy. And I said, fuck, obviously, I, I can't be Billy. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can be Billy, but yeah, no, nah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't. I didn't find too much pressure. I, you know, probably because he was just so yeah, you know, up there, and he he, he retired. So um, yeah, there was not much pressure, but it was still you know probably more the pressure just being the full-time starting. Have you got any stories on Billy or, you know, all these guys you played with? Even if it doesn't have to be a funny one, but a funny one would be good. But anything that stands out, you remember? Oh, they just really. too perfect. Nah, that was, yeah, probably too perfect, I think. Just nice guys. Yeah, yeah. I They do love the piss, though. Wow. When they get a chance, yeah, they just so have like, their head down. They, yeah, they like, and they can just drink so much. Like, I remember after a few games and I think early in my career, like, We'd just be drinking in the thing or like um, in the team room. And, and then we'd go out, obviously, go out, have a bit of fun. Like Smithy was with us then, go out, have a bit of fun, come back, and he'd still be just drinking there, just like <laughs> drinking Forex gold cans. And then he'd have oh, this big group of cans around him and he'd just be like, and he'd looked exactly the same. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's just, he just enjoys having a Just beer. good at everything. Yeah. Okay. One more question here from the Aces community. This is a good one. This is a bit deeper, so okay, prepare yourself. Yeah. I've got a few other All ones right. like favorite pregame music, but um, I want to ask this one. What equals discipline and hard work in your sport for you from Kiana? Mm. Be very that specific. That is a good one. Discipline and hard work. I, yeah, when I hear those in our sport, I'm thinking, you know, the discipline stuff's like a lot of – I guess off-field stuff like a lot of you don't really like to call it sacrifices it's more I don't know, you know choices like of what you do off the field like food wise um you've got to be disciplined of what you eat obviously to stay fit and um you know your pre-game stuff and to give you the best chance to you know perform well on the day and then even training you know you need to be performing well at training so I think being disciplined um you know that's what that means to me off the field and um, hard work. Like hard working's, I think it's just it's sort of self explanatory. But just putting, you know, effort, a lot of effort into a lot of areas. I think like you can go through the paces and you know just get your time in a fitness thing or whatever. But if you you know really want to work hard for it, you can go out there and just completely try smash it. Like instead of just you know, just ticking over and ticking the box, I think. So um, that's probably the two things that, if, they are, if did I answer that yeah. correctly? Yeah, you did, you know. did. The hard work thing's always interesting. I always like to say, break it down. We've yeah. kind of broken it down as you as you spoke about earlier. Um, yeah. What is the, I've got one question for myself before we throw to our, you know, our sponsors here, yeah. our sponsors saying, <laughs> which by the way, guys, hang on to this one because it's always, they're two very uh, good questions coming up. But what's the most challenging thing about playing NRL? Because I watch it and I go, you boys are just warriors, you know, and um, the injuries are massive, as I said. 
But in saying that, sometimes you can get unscathed. You can hardly get touched in your role, but it depends on. But like, what's the biggest challenge of playing NRL? Oh, it's a tough one. I think there's there's a lot of different challenges, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's probably out out um left field, but probably like a mental thing, like just being able to perform, you know, in front of you know, for your fans, uh, for your your club, for the supporters and the members and all that. I think it's just being able to do that week in, week out. Like, you know, you see a lot of all the stuff about, you know, social media bullying, about people getting, um, you know, players in particular getting, you know, hammered for not scoring a try for someone's multi or something. Mm. You know, obviously no one really cares about that, but if, you know, there's a bit of pressure from the outside and um, not just that stuff, even just to perform like, um, you know, your fans, if you don't win a game or something, you know, or if you don't play very well, you know, you're letting those people do people down. Um, you're letting, or you feel like you're letting your family down, you're letting your coaching, um, the coaches down, the other players down. So I think that's probably one of the big challenges for me. There's obviously, there's, there's heaps of different stuff, like being away from your families every second week or, um, you know, obviously it's a tough game as well. Mm. Um, but like, you know, we're pretty fortunate to be able to do what we do. Um, you know, we're very lucky to be able to play, you know, a sport that we love um, for a job. So um, I think it's sort of, you know, outside the box sort of there, just, you know, with the mental mental stuff and trying to be able to perform week in, week out. Well said, mate. Well said. It would be very hard. They always talk about that, the mental grind. Well, let's go to Milwaukee Tools now. Our favorite, mate, without these guys, we don't exist, just so you know. So Milwaukee Tools, anyone that needs to just uh, get in the garden and look after themselves or, you know, at work, if you need tools, there's only one place you go, milwaukeetools.com. Now, mate, I've got you a little treat here. I'll just talk to you about what you're getting before I tell you the segment. Hey, is this me? Is this for me? Is this it? is for you, mate. And uh, we've got you the... The M12 brushless pruning shears, and you get a leather holster as well, mate. So a little holster there to put it in for protection. The lightweight (laughs) design, it offers maximum accessibility and control while reducing user fatigue. 1,500 cuts per charge on a 13-millimeter branch, and it comes with a 2.5-amp starter pack and leather holster to get you started. So I just realized I've left the starter pack at home. So I'm going to have to drive <laughs> back and get it to you later. But that's yeah, all right. We live quite good, close. But, mate, that's a big, a huge shout-out to our friends from Milwaukee Tools. Make sure you head online to milwaukeetools.com if you need some tools. Now, Milwaukee Tools' handiest moment. Mm. I always ask our guests that sit down, what is the handiest thing you've ever done on the footy field? Yeah, I... It's probably maybe not the oh, – I could actually possibly be. Like, obviously, a try is pretty important. But um, so I played – made my debut 2019 for the Kiwis. Come off the bench playing hooker. Um, playing hooker, you know, never played hooker in my life. Um, but I was playing good enough footy. They needed to put me in the team somewhere. So uh, Cheese was a starting hooker. And then um, I think he come off and had a break. Um, he was having a blinder too, so he come off, and then I went on, and you know, had me me, me little headgear on, and then um, you know, had 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 all these players to the left of me, and I looked up, and um, you know, I think Sean was out there, um, Sean Johnson, um, you know, a few of the other boys are out there, and I just fully looked, went the other way, 
and then scored a try on debut. Oh, like, I had nothing on. There, had, there, was, there was nothing going on. I reckon the boys were spraying me on the other side saying, fucking, Keep you know, yeah, pass it out here. And I just <laughs> took off, ended up scoring. And it was, fuck, it was, it was so good. Like, just scoring that try here. And it was in Auckland, um, obviously back in. Um, in our home country, my my debut game, playing out of position, had my family there, and I just remember after it was just you know one of the proudest moments. So, um, yeah, that's probably my uh, my answer there. There you go. What was it called again? The Milwaukee Tool, handiest moment of your career. My handiest moment. I think that's my handiest. That's moment very so handy. Far. Um, yeah. looking forward to Brado cutting that up. He's a weapon on the uh, on the tools, obviously on the panels when he does the editing and gets our <laughs> short clips. So I can't wait for the uh, handiest moment. <laughs> Now, mate, this is a question I love ask, asking. It's Rick's on tour. So everyone out there, uh, Rick's Eyewear, Sunglass Brand, uh, my brand, um, and we always love to gift our guests a pair of sunglasses. Obviously, spring coming up, spring mm. carnival. I know you've always loved the races. So I've got to sort you out. So this time, I'm going to give you the – you're going to get the Black Orbits. Um, so they're yours, mate, Matt Thank Black. You, and anyone else out there that wants a pair of sunglasses, we've got a special discount code, ACES. Uh, you get 20% off and free express shipping at checkout when you use the discount code ACES. So head online at rickshighway.com and grab yourself a pair. Husey's got the black orbits on. Mate, our Rick's on tour is our last that's segment. Yeah, one. that's you, brother. Okay. Uh, Rick's on tour. Yeah. Now, your wife yep. comes up to you, right? And she says... Darling, I think you're stressed. You need a you need a week off, oh, okay? And I want you that. to go away with two blokes only that really you're just going to have a great time with and go somewhere sunny in the world mm. and take your ricks with you. I want to know the location and I want to know the two blokes you're going with and why. Mm, okay. That's ricks a, on tour. Ricks on tour. Oh, that's a pretty tough one, actually. Um, so two blokes. All just right. two? Yep. And you can talk about some blokes maybe that miss out. Yeah, yeah. So Mole, if Mole's letting me do it, she's going to have to approve of the boys too. So, um, No, nah, no approval. No approval. She oh, says okay, take two anyway. of anyone you want. Okay. You need a week off, son. Yeah, not son. She wouldn't say son. She's yeah. call you darling or yes. hubby. Yeah. Um, fuck, it'd be hard to go past. Oh, there's a lot of boys I'd take. I know, it's hard there's to. There's a lot of boys I'd take. You know, even taking a couple of young fellas from the club, they're, they're a real good time. But, you know, some of them are single, so I probably couldn't do that. They're, they're chasing <laughs> the tail too much. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good one. I'll, I'll probably have to go the clubhouse boys, eh? Like, that's a, that's a cop-out answer, though. Yeah. But I think I actually would, like, you know, they know how to good, have a good time. And like I said on the – both ends of the scale where Mun, like, if I really wanted to party hard, me and Mun can party pretty hard. And then I reckon Paps can sort of pull us back a bit. So he, we can sort of have the best of, best of both worlds. We can either go party or, you know, Paps will take us somewhere, uh, you know, nice and, you know, diner. He likes dining. So I reckon he'll dine us. The classy so, operator. Yeah, he's Paps. a classy guy. And yeah. then Mun's the other side. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a non class guy. So Animal. Yeah, he's at party. Animal. And you're happy to sit on either side. And I'll go either way. So I, I reckon we got to go somewhere, take those two boys and the two richest people I know. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I you boys, your to, share. I wouldn't have to buy anything. <laughs> so those two fellas, I'll just, I'll be bumming off them. Um, <laughs> so we'll probably have to go somewhere we can do both, I guess. Um, Only got one week. One week. One week. That's long enough. Well, uh, 
Might have to go somewhere. Uh, Bali's nice. Too easy. Bali's easy. Yeah. Maybe Mexico or something. Oh, yes. Maybe Mexico. Like a Tulum or Cancun? Yeah. Oh, Cancun might be a bit too much, but what's the other place you said? Tulum's a bit further out. Yeah. More chill. More chill? Well, yeah. Well, you can be chill, but it's also party animals. Party, yeah. Well, you got you could probably do both in yeah. Tulum. Yeah. I'll, like I'll health- just say somewhere like Mexico. I haven't been there yet, so I heard it's pretty good. Or you can just go the States. Yeah. The States. We all love our sport. Go go watch a couple of NFL, NBA games and, you know, you can party. Actually, I'll go to the States. I'll go to the States, actually. We can go on a... What you know, place? What, in, what part well, of the states? We got to go Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> so you're going into, you got to go Cali. We've yeah, go, LA, yeah. Vegas, you go LA, Vegas. Only got a week. Yeah, that's that's long enough. I think if you come back from that week, you'd be able to tell you, you, yeah. you, you know, you're off. You've had a good time, yeah, and you're yeah, feeling yeah. refreshed. Yeah. You probably need another be, holiday after yeah, Vegas. I'll have another week holiday of just hibernation. I reckon back here, and, <laughs> and then we can go from. Have there. you seen the sphere in Vegas? Yes, I have. I've our seen man the, Griff Logue is obviously in our fantasy league. Yeah. He was there last was week. He, there? he got a gig. He's with a couple of North boys, and they watched U2 live. Oh, and they were, that was some. There, U2 was the yeah. one that was there. That's right. Which I, I love U2, and I, mate, what an experience, and like that's. That, that it's crazy what's going to be. I mean, you don't imagine in twenty years yeah, how good Vegas what, is going to be, oh, and obviously the world. But you know what they've done there—it's phenomenal. It would have been, been that cool that it would have been like nearly scary. Like you know how you're just looking at that, yeah, that massive thing. It's just like you're just like, fuck, where am I? I'm a spaceship or something. So. I know. But it would have been cool. So you'd be, you'd be, Pappy would be telling, I reckon Pappy would be taking you there yeah, and Munster's yeah. doing the dance. He's just party. going straight, yeah, to the cast or something, I reckon, <laughs> the pool parties. But we'll, we'll, um, perhaps will take us to somewhere cool like that. I oh, it's brilliant. Mate, thanks so much for your time. It's great to get down and have a chat. Um, have loved seeing you boys at the clubhouse. Can't wait to see what happens next year. Um, but yeah. Just can't wait to follow and see you boys shine next year. And, um, yeah, appreciate your time. I really do. It's always great to get to understand your story. And um, everyone's story is different, so you never know where you're going to go. But, um, yeah, glad you're enjoying Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, you're doing some great things. So looking forward to watching in the future. And to everyone out there that uh, that tunes in every week, uh, we thank you for your support. We thank Milwaukee and Ricks for their support because without them we wouldn't be here but um, Husey thanks brother good to see you and uh, enjoy the off season appreciate it brother will do one more time because I really mean it I just want to say a massive thank you for all the support you continue to give us at the Oz American Aces if you want to further support us make sure you like and subscribe hit the follow button so you can keep up to date with all our exciting shows and announcements righto now it's time to give our sponsors a massive plug lead the charge with Milwaukee Performance, power, precision, no petrol hassles. Learn more at milwaukeetool.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Aces, I know I always talk about the Rixies, but i got to offer you the discount again in case you've forgotten or in case you're sleeping under a rock. We have a special discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast or watch the podcast. It's Aces. Head online to rickseyewear.com.au and use the discount code ACES and you'll get 20% off. That's right, 20% off, one-fifth at checkout and free express shipping. So head online, rickseyewear.com.au and check it out.